Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts. I am the electric Johnny Townsend, and with me is Christopher Spit it out, brother. Spit it out. How you doing, brother? Brother, brother, brother. We're brothers, me and Chavez there. And and, uh, returning Matt Johnson back from assignment in Indiana. Welcome back, brother, brother. I'm back again. Brother. I'm back again. I retired and then unretired. Yeah, bring on. I'm like Hulk Hogan. I'm like Hulk Hogan show now. Or any wrestler, really. (laughs) There's so many we could just name there. That's a new episode. That's another episode, the retired comebacks. (laughs) Yeah. How many people, uh, I mean, Mick Foley did it, what, three or four times? Terry oh, Funk's, yeah. Terry Funk's retired at least 20, 30 times. Flair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Most most recently, HBK. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we could do a lot of fun. forever. Yeah, we really could. <laughs> we really, truly could. So, guys, uh, it's the week of Thanksgiving, the week of giving thanks. Yes, it is. But uh, also, it's a week of uh, some not much happening on the in the big leagues, I believe. Yeah, no, this week was kind of light on storyline, kind of light on just overall entertainment value. I got to tell you, even with SmackDown, yes. even with SmackDown, I was a little, I was a little disappointed. And they usually come through, you know. So you you yeah. end up yeah. finishing Raw, going, meh. At least we have SmackDown. SmackDown this week was like maybe a C. C minus. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. only one thing that actually piqued my curiosity with SmackDown, and we'll get into that once we get into it. Cool. But uh yeah, it was it was a really down week for wrestling as a whole. For sure. Uh, Honestly, it was such a down week, and I'm not even just saying this, that I'm having a hard time remembering what happened this week and what happened last <laughs> week. <laughs> we'll do the quick rundown then. So yeah. uh as you remember, uh we had Survivor series, so the show starts out on Raw with uh, Stephanie McMahon and Baron Corbin and, and Braun Strowman. And basically, the, the, there's an upcoming t- tables, ladders, chair match was, was established at that time. Uh, and then also, she established that there was going to be that six-man tag match, which was garbage. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just is, you know. It's starting to get to a point where you're just like, we just saw this last week, the week before, and the week before. Like, let's start changing yeah. it up. You guys have so much on your roster, so much talent. Start changing up the show. Get, you know what? I don't have to see Strowman every single week to know that he's one of the biggest guys on your your, your roster. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's starting to get to a point where you're just like, oh. I get it. He can lift heavy things. <laughs> right? <laughs> they, he can have five guys pouncing on him, and all he has to do is stand straight up, and they all fly off him. I get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of this match. And I, and I just don't understand. I mean, I, I feel like – uh, Finn Balor's being so wasted right now. So oh, yeah. wasted. They keep using him amongst all these big guys and and being the butt of the the, the joke as the small man. And and it's man, he could have so many other good feuds and good stuff happening. But oh he's yeah, so wasted. I, I don't understand either because he was literally their first Universal Champion, so they know what they have. I know. Yes. He's and like, then he just happened to get hurt, and he comes back, and then they just they do nothing with it. Mid to low, too, dude. Like not even yeah. n- not even contending to to to, uh, to main event a show. Like not even close. Yeah, he's just in filler spots. I mean, he's he's been in this. I I, I don't even know if I can call it a feud with Baron Corbin for the longest oh, time. Yeah, uh, it's just it's hard to watch a guy that talented, and you, you just gotta think, man. You know, when his contract is up, just. 
do, you know, I hope he ends up doing himself a favor and, and goes and does, you know, jumps well, in with this all-in crew, so to yeah, speak, that, yeah, that's kind yeah. of changed, that I know that's going to change wrestling. Yeah, for sure. That'd be an interesting topic we can do late at another show. Like, wrestlers we think won't stick around WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah easily. Yeah. Did you guys uh, Did you guys see on the Psycho Sids that there's another shakeup that's rumored to be coming? Uh, you mean like a roster shakeup? Yeah. I don't. I don't. What did Psycho Sid say? Uh, just that, any the, that. Just that. There's. There's the whisperings and the rumblings that it, it's. It's starting to look that. That because on the raw side, it's looking a little stagnant. That they need to do something to kind of change things up. Yeah, they do. They do. Hundred percent. I used to enjoy. It was like the two weeks after WrestleMania, they used to do the draft lottery every year, and and that was like that's going back like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um. But that was the best. But, um. I did see a report that f- apparently Fox Sports wants. And they want WWE to keep the brand split going. Um, I saw that too. Big, which is big. Yeah. I mean, uh, what are your guys' opinion? Do you prefer it when they're all meshed together in a giant clusterfuck, or do you like the the brand split? It gives each show and even some of the wrestlers their own identity. Really, I do you like that. I, I, I like it too. I mean, for the most part, though, when it like Survivor Series is a great example of this, where they make this rivalry. But they don't even bring it, like, this is the first time, they only bring it up once a year, so I truly don't care overall against about a rivalry, because they don't build it up. But right. maybe but maybe doing it this way, since they're going to be switching networks, one's going to be on one network and one on the other, it can maybe kind of add to it a little bit more, or make it more more of an actual rivalry. So, right, like, right. so like, a couple weeks ago, Becky Lynch, you know, leads the women to invade Raw, uh, which... It didn't go as planned, but it went better than planned. You know what I mean? The the iconic images we have from that night. Now, if we had that more often throughout the year to, to continue to fuel this kind of thing, would you guys buy into it? You know what I'm saying? Like, would you want to see where, 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 like, would you want to see where Daniel Bryan decides he's gonna he's gonna jump over to you know Raw and attack somebody on Raw just to do just because he's going crazy kind of a thing? You know what I'm saying? I don't, right, want, right. I don't want it to happen all the time. I think, you know, the good example, again, is Survivor Series when we had that the women's Survivor Series match. Yeah. When Asuka got in there with, uh, with um, oh, gosh, who was it? Oh, man, one of the big names on the other side. It wasn't Bailey. It was Sasha. 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 We got in there with Sasha Bianks, and uh, the crowd – Crowd went wild for that because that's a matchup they hadn't seen. Yeah, that's that seems that feels like a dream match we'd want we would want to see. So when they kind of keep them apart and then finally let them have a match, uh, that uh, that to me is very intriguing. I like that part of it. Okay, so just make it so that it's a once a year thing. But when you were saying that there's nothing that's coming, so maybe it doesn't even have to be about storyline. Maybe it has to be going into these the the Raw versus SmackDown with an all in mentality where you're there just to see matchups you don't normally get to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm as a wrestling nerd, I'm way more about seeing two wrestlers wrestle who I haven't seen wrestle before. Yeah, like that to me is is way more intriguing. That's why I was excited for the the Rollins and Nakamura match. Uh, you know, as I mean, it's two guys I don't remember ever locking up, getting to actually lock up. I mean, I'm sure they had, but I hadn't seen it. Uh, it's same thing. You know, I like that's one reason I like the brand split because when you finally do bring them together, just don't do it all the time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just once a year. It can be you can have like a Dean Ambrose going crazy, going over to SmackDown for no reason and showing up. That's fine too, but just don't do it all the time. So it actually yeah. means something, right? Cool, cool. 
Speaking of Ambrose, uh, this week on Raw also showed, had Rollins and Ambrose go at it. Finally, Ambrose leads him on a little mouse hunt throughout the entire arena. Remember this? Uh, the one thing yeah. I did like is he cut a promo. It was a little, it was a little much. We were talking about this Johnny after the promo. He cut a promo yeah. where it was a little insensitive, but there was a spot in there that I loved, and I was telling you, I hope this becomes his gimmick. Was this whole "what's that smell" thing? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he kept saying it was whatever city the crowd is that he's in. So if he keeps that as a gimmick, dude, I'm down for buying a "what's that smell" shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it, dude. It, it was so good with that. What is that smell? You know what I mean? It just it works. It's it's got that pop of having such a uh, a perfect like um, catchphrase. You know what I mean? It's perfect. Yeah, it actually start it, marketing it. Rem- it reminds yeah, me of uh, what was that movie Hulk Hogan was in? <laughs> it's duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> Because the power oh, of Hulk Hogan literally made a guy poop himself. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> he swallowed himself. But yeah, so this guy is doing for the bathroom on themselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this That's happened. A... But what are you guys yeah. feeling on this whole Rollins Ambrose thing? Are you guys buying into it? Are you guys investing in it, into it, or is it just kind of one? Because for me, I just don't. This doesn't have the same feel as like Gargano Champa or even Gargano and, and Alistair Black. Like that had so much in such a shorter amount of time. Right. Than this feels to me. I feel it, it's another thing with I've seen it before. Yeah. And it, it last last time it was on the other end. And last time it went on for a very, very long time. Very yeah. long time. And, and it's by far the the biggest thing happening with Raw right now to me. Like, it's yeah. the one thing that stood out on the whole show was that rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could have done without the whole Roman Reigns mention. Yeah. Like, to me, that was that, a little much, dude. That took me out of it, if I'm being completely honest. I told Chris this. I was like, I, I did not care for that whatsoever. But the rest of what uh, Dean Ambrose was doing, I, I dug 100%. Yeah. I thought it was I good, really li- too. Yeah. I liked his – I think he's been a great heel right now. I really liked his Unhinged stuff. Uh, we talked about his Chronicle. It's on the network. I highly recommend it. It's a really good watch. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's – I'm with you guys. Though. We've seen this, these two go at it before. I mean, they just – Rollins, not too long ago, just hit him over the head with a chair when they were in the Shield. So, you know, it's hard for me to get hyped – I think both guys are very good wrestlers, and I think they could have a good a good series of matches against each other. Uh, but man, it's just tough for me to get excited about something I have seen already. Let me ask you guys something. Um, after that announcement with Roman Reigns, how would you guys have booked this? Would you have kept Ambrose and Rollins as faces and had them continue to fight in Roman's name as a tag team, or would you have had one of them go heel? Oh, uh, see, they, they really booked themselves in the corner with this because if you keep the, the tag team thing, I think was running was running very thin. Uh, I'm not gonna say thin, but like uh, it was like exhausting because it had you know yeah. it happened before, and then there was an injury. I think someone got hurt, somebody got sick or something, and then they came back together. And oh, it was Ambrose. Ambrose was gone. Yeah, forever. his arm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you you. I think the heel way was the the best the best of two evils. Uh, I honestly have to say, so I think they did the the right made the right choice out of those two options. But yeah, I, I will say, leading up to this, they had been kind of uh, hinting at a heel turn from him even well before the Roman Reigns stuff. So uh, I was oh, I'm totally okay with him going heel. I think he's a better heel anyway. And uh, Seth right now is getting some great reactions from the crowd. So keep him the baby face. I mean, it makes sense the the direction they went. The only difference, 
that I would do is I just wouldn't bring up Roman Reigns in any way. Like, it's just, you can't bring him up without people thinking you're using his terrible current situation to further a story storyline and that feels a little yucky it and does. Yeah. disgusting i mean because what if something really bad happens out of all of it you know yeah, yeah. in yeah. hindsight it'll be like and technically un i mean realistically unforgivable um, oh yeah he, as a heel and uh whoever's telling him to do this <laughs> yeah. you know so yeah. it's, it it's not a good luck just stay away from it yeah so that'd be the only thing I, honestly that'd be the only thing i would change uh, i mean I think me and Matt are on the same page here, though. We've just seen this so many times, but they've kind of booked themselves in this area where, I mean, what else were they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that happened. Also, there was the uh, the tag team match of Banks and Bailey against Tamina and Nia Jax, which I got to tell you, I could care less about Jax's heel turn. There's, I'm not, you know, aside from the heat that she's drawn with the Becky Lynch thing, I wasn't into it at all, like, the night she turned heel was the most awkward heel turn I've ever seen. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like if you watch it yeah. the, the way the E wants you to see it, it looks like it's it's kind of dramatic. But if you watched it live, dude, she was like pausing, and there was this awkwardness for so long. I don't even I don't know. Uh, but that match happened. I don't know what you if you got to see that, Johnny. Um, I, I read about it. I didn't see it. I read it on the Psycho Sids. But yeah, I man, I think she needed a heel turn. Yeah. Like it was needed. I do like her whole hashtag face breaker thing she's doing. Yeah, yeah. She's like on social media. She's playing into it well. Yes. Yes. Sure. You might but, as well. I mean, people are going to see through it still, but you might as well just live up to it at this point. Make it your gimmick. and Yeah, yeah. you got to do something because people are just going to boo you no matter what. It's crazy how as a, as a performer now you can really use social media to further the narrative. And if you're if you're a hardcore fan, it's almost like if you're a comic book reader. It's like it's a big event, right? But and you read the main title. But if you really want to know the full story, you got to get the little side issues and miniseries. And that's like going to Twitter or Facebook and following them through that. You know what I mean? Follow the conversations between that, the. Wrestlers. That's true. Uh, that's true. It's it's very interesting to see that. And and, and I think especially with uh, guys like the Young Bucks and Cody and uh, putting out those videos like being the elite, I think we're going to start seeing that that stuff too. Because if you th- if you look at the newest uh, Chronicle featuring Dean Ambrose, like you said, Johnny, it's phenomenal. It is a really very uh, fascinating uh, you know piece of film. If you watch it, a lot of that is building into the narrative as to his reasoning for what he did. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's almost like yes. you, ha- you have to see this to really get what happened Monday night uh, and a lot of what he was saying Monday night. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, and that's just being smart because that's just what people today are on. Yep. Use the social media, take it, use it to your advantage yep. and further some of this stuff along. And uh, you're totally right. It is exactly like uh, when they have a big event in Marvel or DC, they'd have all these side stories that would be going on that you could read that really help build up the whole full yeah. narrative yep for sure so, so yeah so i'm 100 yeah i love that aspect of i'm when, glad they are using social media yeah I'm, I'm glad they're using social media because there is a lot going on with with just on tv right now yeah uh, we say we've said it often how there's almost too much content on, on, on available right now i think social media is a good ulterior you know alternative option uh for people who you know, might want to get more involved yeah. in, in investing themselves in the storyline. So for sure. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Next on the, on the card was the Lucha house party versus the revival. It was, it was an okay match. It wasn't all right. What do you guys think of Lucha house party? Uh, they're, they're very good on two Oh five live. 
because they're on there all the time. Yeah. Uh, and my, but like, this is, this is just me. I remember how good the revival was in NXT. They were freaking fantastic on NXT and they always show, even on survivor series, they showed that they can really, that they know what they're doing inside the ring. Like these two guys, uh, wanted to be a tag team. They didn't want to be singles wrestlers. They wanted to be a tag team and they grew up loving, you know, uh, Arn Anderson and company. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, they're to me, they're more Finn B- Balor's there being misused. These guys are so good, they can give you some. They can to me, they can give you match tag matches that are just as good as the Usos can and as uh, New Day can. They're, right. they're that they're that talented, and they're man. I don't know. Like they, there's so many wrestlers on Raw that are just being wasted. They claim that Raw is stagnant, but honestly, Raw's doing it to themselves by not using their talent correctly. Yeah. But yeah, Lucha House Party, uh I think they're all right. They're entertaining. Uh and all and all and I always feel like they're about to botch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I always feel that. Maybe it's the Sin Car the original Sin Cara thing is still sticking <laughs> with it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next was Ronda Rousey versus Mickey James. Ronda Rousey comes out and cuts a promo covered in welts and bruises from her beating uh, at the hands of Charlotte Flair. Um, so that that she's out there to uh, basically keep saying she's a badass and she'll fight anybody. So Mickey James comes out and they fight. Uh, and she, Rousey wins that. I mean, it was a, it was a strong showing. It was pretty interesting. It wasn't bad. Um, you know what? You know what? You know what I've discovered about Ronda Rousey? What's that? Is she is either you love her or you just you absolutely hate her. There's no in between that I've noticed. It's really strange the level of hate I've seen her get. I am on some uh, Facebook groups that are wrestling groups, and her name will come up, and you either see people saying, "Yeah, I'm glad she's in a sport. She's really helping bring up women's wrestling. People are actually watching women's wrestling because of her," and then and then she loves wrestling. You can tell she truly does. And then you have people will be, uh, that will literally say some horrible stuff that I don't want to repeat on this show <laughs> uh, just about her name, about what they think of her and like personal stuff they'll bring up. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. They take a, sh- they, uh, they no literally no mercy at all on her. Um, right. did you see there was something that she posted a YouTube video on her own YouTube account saying how she doesn't know how much longer she can keep wrestling. Cause it's something with her family. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen this article or video by chance. No, no, um, I haven't heard of this. She was like cry. She was like tearing up and crying, and I don't know if it was shoot. I don't know if it was WWE telling her to kind of act this way because that was the aura about her at the end of her UFC tenure. Um, but it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Hmm. She yeah. She legit huh. said, "I don't know how much longer I can do this for because something about letting down her family." Um, oh wow! Yeah, I have to look into this. Yeah. We have to send. Huh. We have to send. Uh, send Psycho Sids uh, an email and get the lowdown on what's going on. Yeah, what's going on, Psycho Sids? You gotta. You're supposed to keep me up on this stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next was now this one. I gotta tell you. Uh, I am just one. I'm. I'm getting. T- I am, and I said it before. I'm. I'm really getting kind of tired of AOP. Not a fan. Anytime they come out, I'm just kind of like, oh god, whatever. It's gonna be a boring match, right? Yeah. Uh, they went up against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and it was an all right match. But what I did like was that Rude and Gable defeated AOP. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just having these guys come in and squash down anyone who's thrown in front of them. Um, yeah. It was more of showing that 
now they could be beaten. Those titles are not as secure as people thought for a while. You know? Oh, right. yeah. Well, I mean, once your manager urinates himself, it's kind of... <laughs> Which I do have to say that. I think it's great. I think I, I love every bit of that. Personally. I loved... I did like the promo in the back where they were all messed, like, goofing around on, on <laughs> him urinating himself. Uh, yeah. That felt very classic old school... Uh, WWE stuff that they, I, I remember watching back that's, in the day. That's 100% Vince, McMahon, Vince McMahon writing. Uh, <laughs> oh, right there. yeah. That's VKM all the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, but if you, follow, <laughs> if you follow Drake Maverick on uh, on social media, he's keeping it up on there too. So uh, I guess if you're going <laughs> to, if you're booked where you have to pee yourself on television, you might as well <laughs> play into it because what else are you going to do? Nobody's going to care about your character. <laughs> How am I supposed to take you seriously? I watched you pee yourself. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was uh, yeah. it was quite a, it's quite a, a, quite an evening that one. But AOP for me, I was every time I see them now, I'm just kind of like, man, we're just gonna see them run through somebody, and that's it. This time it was kind of cool that they didn't. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that tag team though of Gable and and Rude. They're slowly starting to grow me as a team. Uh, I'm not saying that they're my favorite team. They're nowhere near that. You know who they, they remind me of? Are you going to say the bar? No, it kind of reminds me back in the day when Razor Ramon took on the one, two, three kid as a partner, like under his wing kind of yeah. a thing. You remember yeah, this? Yeah, I see that. And yeah. so I think that's yes. what we're going to start. See. You're going to start seeing Gable morph slowly into more of a badass, kind of like one, two, three kid did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That Gable impresses me. I think he's very good. So, um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. AOP, I mean, they're not in NXT anymore, so they're not near as interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on them. And then the, the next match was another one that, to me, I got to be honest, I could care less about what's happening here. Natalia and Ruby Riot. Yeah, filler match. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing with the broken Neidhart sunglasses thing. I mean, if that's really what they need to start a feud storyline, it's so just like, uh, no thanks, I'm not in it. <laughs> Same. Uh, then they end the show with uh, Ambrose finally beating down Rollins again uh, and standing over his body after dropping a couple of dirty deeds on him. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting. But, I mean, I, I, again, it's you know, you said we've seen this before, but it's kind of fun to start seeing the other side of it, watching Ambrose kind of lose it and see how far he's going to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel I do feel they're booking it right so far. Besides yeah. that whole Roman Reigns part that I already talked about, yeah. but uh, I think like the this is how you should book a heel versus face thing, where the heel keeps getting the upper hand until so you want to see the face win. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I, I like that part of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, Raw overall probably scored itself a D plus to a C, C minus. I think you're just being you're trying to be optimistic. Trying to be nice. <laughs> trying to be nice here, dude. I don't want to shit on Raw every week. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, SmackDown again uh, was a little disappointing. It wasn't as good as it could be. Charlotte Flair came out and then challenged Billy Kay and then Peyton Royce to a match apiece. Uh, I guess this was her way of showing how badass she is after beating the crap out of Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I, I'd have to say you got to continue to roll with it. Um, how long was is, is Becky Lynch have like a con- confirmation date to return? Were there, I think they're thinking WrestleMania by WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, because she's going to well, sit out the five or six months, right? Oh yeah. It's, is it five or is it really that? I think so, dude. I really think it's for a legit for the concussion. Concussion, yeah. I know she's doing that thing where she's got to be in that machine. Like she's 
posted videos of or photos of her like with that head contraption on. Yeah. Uh, that they give you when you're when you've had a concussion. I didn't think it was going to be that long. I thought. Yeah, I know these really. They try to play it safe with the concussions. They they really do. Which I, uh, yeah, I'm glad they do. So don't yeah. get me wrong. And I don't it think just it sucks uh, because it 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 almost puts a it slows down Becky's. See, I don't feel like yeah. it is. I don't feel like it's going to no. hurt her heat at all. As a matter of fact, what I think is going to happen is I think it's going to it's going to the fire is going to keep burning because her Twitter game is ridiculously strong. And it just because good. she she's even, just because she she's can't, even she's even talked smack with uh with Conor McGregor, dude, so. exactly. And then he and then <laughs> Conor McGregor says he's got her back. So you know, in the future, the E is yeah. going to play that up. That's going to be a WrestleMania thing where she comes oh, in yeah. with Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't even like Conor McGregor, but he's like he's handmade for WWE. Oh, <laughs> oh God, are you yeah. kidding? I yeah. think the WWE is the reason Conor McGregor is the way he is in the UFC. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. But I don't think it's going to hurt her at all. If anything, I think the momentum is even better because she keeps playing into it. Her interactions with Nia Jax and with uh, you know Ronda Rousey on Twitter are not slowing down. But and just because she's out of um, action doesn't mean she's not going to show up. So she can still show up and cut promos that you know, and or even throw a chair or two to put someone out and, and make it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think they could still do it and keep her going. And I don't think it's going to hurt anything. Um, I think the whole thing with you know Nia Jax having done that to her just just helps. So when she comes back, that pop is going to be crazier because it's going to be that remember what happened kind of a thing. And if they do it right. They bring her back where it's not expected. If they do it that way, man, she will go over so fast again, like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I I'm just curious to see yeah what they do with Charlotte and Becky. Is it gonna is Becky gonna be babyface but still her? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I hope not. I kind of like this new little fire she's having. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think or they're both you, gonna have. Yeah. They're both gonna have it. Yeah. Johnny and I talked about this last week. We were talking about how. Uh, you know how they've been like hinting over and over about this four horsewomen of the UFC invading the wrestling. Yes. Well, if you 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 can't have them invade and not have women who are badass and tough. So now we have a broken faced, uh, you know, um, a Becky Lynch image in our heads, and now we also have a badass Charlotte Flair who just literally whipped the shit out of ronda rousey with a bunch of kendo sticks and had no like held back nothing bro like she was holding up her arms and legs in defense that i was just oh my you know that shit hurt Do you know right, what I'm saying? right so i think they're building that up they need a couple of more girls to, to get toughened up and have this tougher image but i think i don't think you're going to see the the feud between flair and, and uh and Lynch again. I think, if anything, you're going to see they're going to start representing what seems to be a push toward another attitude era, if you ask me. I mean, it is just looking more and more like we are entering a new era of attitude, of they're cursing more again. Uh, yeah. There's a lot more blood that's showing on a lot of these 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 shows. Uh, Let, let's be fair, the though. They're not meaning to show that blood. That blood was not meant to happen. No, but the viciousness behind <laughs> what they're doing, I mean, they what are they expecting? You know what I mean? They know blood's going to show. And I think well, they're, not expecting, the they're not expecting somebody to punch somebody legit in the oh, face no, and give no. them a concussion. I wouldn't say that, but the whipping that Ronda yeah. Rousey took was, was pretty intense, dude. She had some blood blisters showing. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But I do. I, I see it. I feel like we're moving back in that era. So I don't think that's going to hurt. I think the, the, the whole thing with Charlotte taking on Peyton and Billy Kay was kind of meh, if you ask me. They should have given her somebody tougher right after her her, uh, her showing against Ronda Rousey. Uh, but it was whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, and and the, and the kind of go along with your rant. I don't know. It, it will never go back to the Attitude Era no, per se, exactly like so. it was. Yeah. It can't. If you go back and watch Attitude Era stuff, it's very cringeworthy oh, now. Yeah, for sure. They say they say and do a lot of things that I was like, ugh, I don't know about that. I think it's Attitude 2.0 in, in that it's yeah. more, more rough, more visceral, more violent, you know, because it seems like that's what people want now, more violence. Heck, look, USA Network has a freaking series based on a, a, a movie where, pe- you know, one night in America, people can go around and just kill each other with no problem. Yeah, yeah. People are wanting, it's like, it's almost like there's this bloodlust in, in the viewership anymore, and that's what I keep seeing it, that the E is moving towards. I'm just seeing more, like, just a more viciousness behind some of the things they're really pulling off. Just think about a couple of months ago, Randy Orton was shoving a, a screwdriver through Jeff Hardy's earlobe and twisting it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shoving his fingers through there and yanking. Like, it's it's it feels like it's it's pushing to a new version, a 2.0 version, if you will. I gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah I could dig that. I can get behind it. But they still keep on lighter side with things because then you have Miz TV where he brings in Shane O'Mac and is talking about his besties and literally yes. looks like he wants to propose to him. He's all like nervous and his proposition is they want to be tag team partners. You know, yeah. see, that was actually one of the, the thing I was mentioned at the top of the show about I was curious about is to see what they're going to end up doing with that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if, if it's Miz being a sleaze bag or trying to, you know, trying to maybe sneak his way into a title match eventually with Daniel Bryan. It feels like to me, like they're trying to make him more face, more likable. Yeah. Cause you know what? I would like to see a Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yes. Role reversal. I, that's something I could sink my teeth into with them switching baby face and heel. And they, and it's and it's so easy. You can already write it itself because Miz has already kind of hinted that the fact that he was right about Daniel Bryan all yeah. along. Yeah, and that's great. That was yeah. really great use. That's that's how it should be. And now you play. Yeah, and, he, and he's still talking about on his Twitter. He recently posted as in the past couple of days. Yeah, I saw it. about how people were like doubted he'd ever win a championship the first time, and he did it. So don't doubt that he won't do it again. Yeah. Yep. And I feel so like, he's bringing it up himself. I'm all for it. You know, you you guys know I'm a giant Miz fan. And it so totally writes this. itself with him being a new family man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now, like, you could look at him as a family man, as the father, and, and this, and he's out there trying to do it for his family now and, and his kids, and making sure he's bringing home, you know, the money, and and have this guy who's coming in and really trying to cripple or hurt the Miz all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I really because I really I really like this. I, it's very weird to me, but if you would have told me who sh- you should pair with Shane McMahon to really be entertaining, <laughs> I would have never said the Miz. But I'm telling you guys what from from uh, from Survivor Series to SmackDown, I really like that pairing a lot. That's funny. Uh, but I tell you what, I do like what they're doing with Daniel Bryan. The whole yes movement is yes. dead. This like crazed yes. look in his eye, and the entire time he's he was cutting almost- a promo. He's cutting it in the second person, almost like he's detached himself from who that person he's frick- is. He's Smeagol. He's Smeagol yes. and, and Gollum. It's That's what exactly it is, and I love it. That <laughs> yes, was, I love it. Dude, that was such a great promo. So that, helped, was. that definitely yeah. helped uh, the ranking on SmackDown this week. Uh, what helped lowered it, uh, and we talked about this at the open of the show, or maybe before we even started, was – I mean, we've seen the New Day in the bar over and over now. How many times have we seen this? And how many times do we have to see gimmick matches? Like, is this ha- going to happen all the time again? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
When, are we gonna bring back Buff Bagwell's mom on a on a what was that thing? The forklift match. Remember that? Oh please, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't let's not disparage the good name of Judy Bagwell. That's what it was. Judy Bagwell on a forklift yeah. match. Okay. I mean, that's gonna be. She's the next a legend. Thing, Chris. That's gonna be the next thing. Eddie Guerrero's wife on a on a you know on a pole match. Vicky. Yeah, Vicky on a pole. Uh, yeah, um, dude. Matt, you were you were saying before we started, we kind of got into. Uh, this review of the two shows, you you were going to bring up something about SmackDown that I think you didn't much care for. No, that I did. It was the it was oh, that the, Miz segment. That Miz. Segment. Oh, okay, that was okay. that was what I was interested in. I wanted to see where they go with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very interested. Uh, the part we didn't mention was Miz technically lost to uh, some no names. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually usually that would make me mad when it's a guy that I really like. <laughs> But for this, it, it sort of made sense with the story they seem to be wanting to tell. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually wasn't too mad about it, and it didn't really matter. Miz is one of those guys who can frankly take some losses, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, there's some guys who can kind of talk and get back all their heat, and he's definitely one of those, um, for better or for worse, when it comes to his actual career. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because it wouldn't be hard to push him face because he gets he gets a lot of the, you know, people love him. They cheer for him a lot. Until he yeah. does exactly what you said, Johnny, he turns it right back around, and he's got the he's got the gift to do that. Yeah, yes. Um, the one person that I we haven't talked about is Samoa Joe. Uh, so I really truly wonder: have, has the psycho sits said anything about him being injured in any way? I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Must be softball season still. <laughs> Sid's not he's he's not at his computer at the moment yeah no I haven't seen anything about that which is kind of weird you think you'd have heard something because it was quite a, I mean it was so fast for him to get out of Survivor Series it's yeah. almost like what are they doing with him what's happening all of a sudden he was on such a roll with this whole AJ Styles thing and then all of a sudden stop dead end yeah yeah it was very abrupt so that part was very weird to me uh, he didn't even I don't even did he even mention him on a show I don't I don't remember no, I don't remember I don't think so yeah. Yeah, so it was very strange. Uh, but later on, I'm with the, you though. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. All I was gonna say was, I th- overall, I feel like SmackDown was better than Raw, like always. But SmackDown still wasn't the greatest. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, Ray Mysterio, Randy Orton was a, an okay match for me. Do you know what I mean? I felt like yeah. I just kept seeing the same spots over and over throughout the match. That one RKO was pretty sweet, though. Oh yeah, yeah. There was not that there wasn't. It was a, a good couple uh, spots, but overall, it was just yeah. kind of like uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, after so many years of not seeing these two guys together, you, you would think that there's some sort of anticipation. But for me, I would just kind of let down. I, I would have liked to see a little more. I would have rather see Rey Mysterio take on people he's not wrestled before. Exactly. I mean, he's already he's 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 back. Let's start seeing some some really good matchups. Yeah, I mean, he's already had some good Dude, good br- matches with the Miz. Bring Finn Balor uh, over to SmackDown and put him up against Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Co- have him come over and and be a heel. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, let's do it. Book so, it, book it, Dan. So out. that was all. That was all that happened during the week. It was kind of meh. Uh, I don't know what else happened else on the Psycho Sid. Did you guys see anything or on the Twitterverse? I know there's a big push coming for Sullivan to go to the main roster. No one knows where. Yeah, yeah he's going to land somewhere. Uh, that's a good. Where do you guys think they're going to put him? That's a good question. They're smart. They'd go SmackDown. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean. Raw kind of needs a savior right now, and I think he could be it. But um, way too many big guys in Raw, though. Yeah, you know? no, I I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, if he goes to Raw, they have to take another monster from Raw and put him on SmackDown. Yep. Uh, I, I, yeah. So I think oh, I would maybe bring Drew Drew McIntyre over to SmackDown. 
Ooh. Oh, I'm I'm up for that all day long. Now how about if he <laughs> and Finn Balor team up as heel a heel team and, and head over? Oh, let's do it. I like you're, it. I'm, yeah, you're you're Book booking it. some good stuff in my opinion. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll write it all day long. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, not uh, much. I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that after Chris and I discussed uh, David Arquette and his death match, he actually had a follow up where he posted an oh, official right. statement. And I'm going. I'm not going to. I'm not looking it up. I did read it. I'm going to paraphrase. But basically, uh, he thought that uh, the actual wrestler um, who was the guy he wrestled. I've already forgot his name. Nick Gage. Nick Gage. And the company he wrestled for that weekend, like he felt they were getting too much heat for it, and he took all the blame himself, and said that he got in over his head and didn't realize, uh, you know what he was getting into, and that he was doing this because he truly do does love wrestling. I I thought it was a good statement. I like the statement a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think it was so, crazy uh, what he did. Yeah. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Not okay. even just You're, him. There was a, yeah. there was a lot of spots throughout that thing that were a little sloppy. Like the ref should have done something about it ahead of time. Like we talked about it before. They could have just stopped it. Like people who are smart, where they're sitting on the side of the ring, they're not going to think. You know what the fuck? They're going to see some guy. You know, take a, a possibly deadly cut to the jugular in front of them they're not going to be pissed if you stop the match right, uh, right. yeah but, <laughs> be like, but oh, yeah, overall you're right yeah. i'm glad he did he put out the statement because he's number one he's right he he loves this he loves the sport he loves what it is and he really wants to try to do this you can laugh at him you can make fun of him uh it's basically what every wrestler does they love the sport it's something that they love and they really want to give it a shot now if he's doing it just for publicity to sell a movie then you can say like this is a poser and this is bullshit but the dude honestly loves the sport and really wants to try to give it a, a go, even in an advanced stage. So he's doing what he wants to do with that. That's cool. Uh, but for him to recognize that, uh, you know, that promotion and this dude were taking some real heat, like real heat. People were pissed at them, coming at them, uh, you know, like as if as if they that they attacked this Hollywood actor that didn't realize what he was getting into. They didn't realize that all these spots were already agreed upon at the beginning of the match. All the weapons used were all ag- agreed upon. So he, it was good for him to put this out. I think it, it totally took the heat off and, and made it, it made him, you know, made him let the people know that look, I, I'm still an amateur in that respect. Like I'm the one that fucked up here, so you shouldn't blame it on these guys. Right. So yeah. uh, no, yeah, it's, like it's good by him. He's been working really hard to to be involved with wrestling. He's been training real hard, and uh, he's he was super super professional about it. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you, Matt. Uh, being a, 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 a past wrestler as well, a professional wrestler for a minute there, um, and you have ties to a lot of the guys at ESW. He was scheduled to be at the show tonight. He ended up pulling out of that one before all this stuff happened. Yes, because um, I know originally he had got he had gotten elbow surgery or something, so he, it wasn't sure that he would make it back. So he pulled out ahead. Uh, but what are you, what are your thoughts on him doing this at such a later age? Or what do you know? What do you hear in the locker room, or or, or maybe in the in the background, what people are saying in, in that respect? Um, I mean, I know a lot of people do wish he was at ESW this weekend, uh, of course. But I, they think it's really good for wrestling. Um, they really do because because David Arquette is one of those. Um, I don't know, like those. I'm not going to say one of those bad things that are really good because it wasn't a bright spot in WCW's history. No, not at all. But it's a, but, it's a spot that is historic. Like he's a piece of the history. Yes, exactly. And they think it's cool to see that. Um, I'm very close with his regular tag team partner, uh, RJ city. Who's a Toronto guy. 
Um, and he, I mean, oh, I'm glad you said that. Uh, RJ City, he constantly puts over. By the way, apparently, uh, <laughs> I, I watched, uh, I listened to an interview with David Arquette and the Sam Roberts on the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, and uh, he constantly talks about RJ City. So uh, they seem like they have a really good storyline kind of going on between those two. It's like a love-hate type thing going on. Yeah, it started off as a match between the two somewhere. Um, and like it, it's really good for RJ because he's actually very entertaining. He does. Um, he was on uh, a Nickelodeon TV show for the longest time. He does a like a, a funny craft show with uh, CBC, I think it is. One of those uh, Canadian broadcasting yeah. uh, companies. But he's really into the entertainment stuff. And I think he's going to be, if he ends up doing like movies and, and more so stuff like that, I think he's going to be, you know, A-OK. Nice. Um, but it was cool because... David Arquette was on the the red carpet promoting one of his movies, and they had RJ come on and like slap the shit out of him. Like, oh yeah, I saw like, that. I saw yeah, this. This yes. was month, probably almost a year ago. Yeah. Um. Right when all this started, and <laughs> it was really this. good publicity. It's it's actually a fun dynamic. Yeah. Um. The two of them. So. Um, and I love I love how how it played out for sure. I saw that if you watch the video online, it totally looks like like a, a celebrity being attacked. Um, yes. it, it totally does. It's so good. And I saw also there was a spot on, uh, you can find it on YouTube, because uh, I guess now they're called Arquette City whenever they tag team. Um, yes, yes. But there's a scene where there was a, there was a spot where uh, their opponents were outside of the ring, and Arquette wanted to go out with a suicide dive, and uh, RJ wouldn't let him. He's just like, no. No, and Arquette's like, come on. And so then something happens where um, what's his name? he's not paying attention. And Arquette, you know, looks to the crowd and, like, mimes the shh, you know, puts his fingers up and starts creeping up to the, the turnbuckle <laughs> and just bah, just goes out cross-body splash. It was amazing. Yeah, it's they're, a, they're actually a very good combination. Like, I'm happy for RJ that he's getting this opportunity and this publicity tagging tag with Arquette, but – um. No, that's it, like it's the ideal like fun tag team. That's uh, awesome. That you'd ever ask for. So yeah, so there you go. That's the update with David Arquette, uh, slicer and dicer, or the sliced and diced David Arquette. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to our topic for the day. So Johnny, you had an idea for our topic. What was it? Yeah, I I recently discovered when some people who would put up on YouTube. There's plenty of these. Like moments that made them go, OMG, you know, the WWE's even done it themselves. Uh, but I thought, guys, what if we come up with, this is just part one, this is volume one, so we'll probably do this from time to time. Yep. Some moments that uh, made us go, uh, OMG, or made you stand out of your chair. Uh, there can be any type of moment. It doesn't have to necessarily be like a big move that happened. It can be like an event that you saw happen. Yeah. Uh, something historic or, or whatever it was. Uh, so I figure we can do that, and uh, we can have some fun discussions with it. So we So I think we each have three. Yep. And then we're also going to have uh, three uh, honorable mentions, I believe. Yes. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want me to go first since I, this yeah. is my topic? I yeah, guess. start it off. Start it off. Uh, my first one is a move. Uh, anytime I see this move and they replay it, my jaw drops. Uh, probably less so, though, than Shelton Benjamin's. <laughs> because he was super kicked flying from the one side of the ring to the other by uh, Shawn Michaels into in, into oblivion. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? This yes, I don't think I I've ever seen this. 
That was oh, it was Raw well, 2004. It was right after Shelton got drafted over to Raw. Yes. So this is uh, this is uh, crisp Shelton right here. This is when he's really really good, and uh, he's he's jumping off. Uh, you know how um, he's on the opposite end of the ring. He's jumping off the ropes to do like a flying crossbody type move, and so he's got a lot of distance that he's covering. And then Shawn Michaels just stands up and just super kicks him perfectly, and it's the most amazing. I put it right up there until I saw the ricochet and um, uh, who was the undisputed era guy? Cole, uh, that super kick he did to ricochet, like yes. that was my top super kick until I saw that one. That's how good this super kick was. Uh, it it pretty much took off Shelton Benjamin's head. Yeah, it was it was nasty. The crowd reaction too just made that so much better. Yes. I just watched it on YouTube. Holy crap. How did his head not come off? I know. <laughs> that I know. spot looks so stiff. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm more shocked that you haven't seen that before. My no, I, know, I me can't too. believe I've never seen that. That is insane. He throws him off of the ropes. Shelton Benjamin catches himself, jumps off the top rope, and pow, puts him to sleep. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, you're not getting you're not getting up from that. That's yeah. the ultimate finish. Shelton right was just coming off with a he just had a couple really good matches with Triple H where he actually got the win, and they threw this like they threw this match together on a Monday Night Raw, and it, it turned out to be amazing. Obviously, with that finish, uh, just so damn good. So that good. is that was sick, yeah. dude. Yeah, I got to tell you, Johnny, that's right up there with the Adam Cole Ricochet super kick. Yeah, that one's yes, insane. it is. Um. All right, I'll go next. My uh, my number one or number three one is uh, – so this one, I had just stopped watching wrestling. I just like – I was I was barely watching. I'd watch it here and there once in a while whenever I could catch it, uh, but I had just stopped. And a, a big part of it was because I used to be a WWC, uh, WCW guy. I used to like both of them. But then WCW just like it got garbage more and more and more, and it got to the point where you just felt insulted, where it was just like I'm not even – you know what? I've, I think I've outgrown wrestling. I think I don't. I think it's me. It's not the show. You know what I mean? I'm like I, I must not be into this kind of thing anymore. It's changing. So I, yeah. I was getting away from it. Um, so I was not around for the, the the final gasps of the Monday Night War. Uh, but I remember my buddy calling me up and just being like, "You are never gonna believe what happened." He told me about how Bischoff ended up calling into Nitro, saying that the next one was the final one. That was it. They lost. And I was just like, get out of here. Are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up watching the, the, the final Nitro together to be just kind of like this, you know, hey, it's the final Nitro. And sure enough, dude, when you find out that's the WWE that took over, it was like, are you kidding? How yeah. is that possible? Like never in your wildest dreams did you think Vince took over or vice versa. Exactly. I stopped watching in about 99. Um you know, kind of the same reason. Uh, I just stopped watching for about four years, and I thought the same thing uh, when that happened. I was like, wow, WCW was doing so well. Yeah, I when, know. What happened? What, what happened? Ha- like, NWO was so sick. Like, all this stuff was so good, and then it just went downhill. Um, and I'll tell you what, I recently finished watching the Monday Night Wars special on the network, which I highly recommend. It's a 12-episode 12, 12 series. Uh, highly, yeah. I just recently finished watching it again. Just remember, I just remember like living that and being like, holy cow, I remember a lot of that. Uh, and then I got to see a lot of the reason why it was failing. And I, thank God it wasn't really me just changing. You know, It was really because of crap writing, and they couldn't get anybody in there that could write the ship. 
Oh, uh, it was good though, dude. That, that, yeah, they brought in they brought in Russo and it ruined everything. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I guess there's still this thing that where people think Vince sent him in there as a mole to destroy WCW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's a legit thought. Like uh, Arn Anderson really thought that that was the case. Like that, and he thinks it's a little too uh, too suspicious how quickly it went down. You know what I mean? Oh hey, if Uncle Arn's going to say it, I'm going to sign off on it, too. <laughs> dude. He was totally. He's. I think he's one of the conspiracy theorists. But yeah, dude, when I found out that that was that happened, it was like no way, never, like literally, hell must have frozen over. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, and I still remember when later on when they would name who the next general, general manager oh, of Raw was going to be, and it was yeah. Bischoff. Like my jaw dropped because he and he and VKM actually hugged each other. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy cow! That's when hell really did freeze yeah. over for yeah. me." This is like that whole time. <laughs> that's that my number yeah. encapsulates that whole thing. Yeah, the takeover. Yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, my number one or three. Uh, it happened. I want to say 2010, maybe 2011. It was right before WrestleMania, and it was uh, it was a Randy Orton RKO. It was to Evan Bourne off of the Shooting Star Press. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Um, I have seen a lot of impressive RKOs in my in my in my day because um, there's been a ton of them, oh, but yeah. nothing impressed me more than that one right there. The timing was absolutely perfect. The crowd reaction and actually, Michael Cole sold it really really well. <laughs> like I I get the chills watching that. You know I, I I really do watching him pull that off and going up and. You know, throwing his arms around and just, just the way, just the aura of the whole crowd, just everything, everything worked in that moment. Um, yeah. It was duplicate, you know, the, like I said, there was a lot of different RKO, like really cool RKOs. The one to uh, Seth Rollins a couple years ago at WrestleMania. There's a few to Rey Mysterio and uh, and some other ones. But I, I think that one, I legit jumped out of my chair. Um, yeah. I rarely ever do that for stuff anymore. Um, but <laughs> I, that was like that was a legit holy shit moment to me for uh, sure one that I will never forget no yeah 100% that's a great one alright my uh, my next one is an actual moment uh, when Miz won his first world championship by beating Randy Orton uh, he he, he uh, put in his whole money in the bank He and he comes out after Randy Orton had already had a rough match and he beats him yeah, clean too by the way yeah yeah, I. It takes a lot because this is when I was already very cynical. I mean, I was younger and cynical, like I was. Uh, but this was the one of the few times during that era when I actually stood up as this was happening, and I couldn't sit down until after what happened. And Miz <laughs> wins, and then there's, and then you get that whole that girl with the with the frowny face that they always like yeah. to show, and that was a moment. And to the and the fact of the matter is, if you go back and watch that. The Miz is trying to hold back tears because you can tell that it means so much to him because he's grown up loving wrestling this whole time. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's that's one of my most favorite moments, and I was so happy I watched it live. Yeah, nice. I, I, my jaw dropped because yeah, right. It was a match against Wade Barrett, I think. Yeah, they yes wrestled the night before, and yes, they had a championship match in the main, and then after that, yeah, Miz came out. That was amazing. Uh, Definitely best best like ending to Raw. One of the best endings to Raw of all time. Yes, 100%. I'm with you on that. All right, Chris. Uh, I have 
Uh, speaking of the NWO days, Hogan's heel turn. Yes. When uh when yeah. he turned heel, that was one of those times where every every wrestling fan was just like, wait, what? You know, even if you weren't watching WCW, if you heard about it or read about it in the magazines, you went, wait, what? Hogan a heel? No way. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And say what you will about Hogan, and there's a lot you can say. But <laughs> but back then, but back then him turning heel was a humongous deal. Yeah, it was I mean, smart. that was a that was a big thing. Uh and uh they originally were going to turn somebody else Sting. heel, right? And it was going to be Sting. Yeah, yeah cuz it was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash that were doing the whole outsiders thing, the, the right. invasion. They were coming in and and it was almost like they were really playing up this angle that WC like these guys were coming in and for real disrupting WCW. This wasn't a uh this wasn't part of a, right. a show. And uh and they kept hinting that there was somebody else behind it with them. There was somebody that was a third member, was a third member. And I believe it was it was Macho Man in the ring. Uh, when they were beating on him, and Hulk comes out, and everyone's just like, "Yes, he's gonna save him, and he's gonna beat these guys down." And it, there's, there's this feeling of like, "Holy crap, it's coming!" And then he turns and just does a leg drop on Macho Man. You're just like, "Wait, what?" And and there's yeah. there's famous shots of the crowd then, you know, hands to heads, wide open eyes and mouths, and people like, "What?" Then then this is people started throwing shit into the ring, like the ring starts getting littered with all of this. People are throwing cups and garbage because they are just pissed off that this happened yeah this this really helped catapult wcw too oh for sure that's one of the reasons why they took the lead for so long the whole new world order thing dude like that was yeah. and then that i mean how like iconic is it just plain black shirt white writing and everybody knows it. Yep. you see those letters you know what that is oh yeah it's too sweet man show uh mine it would have to be aj styles debut in the royal rumble oh yeah uh I thought that was never going to happen, ever. Because uh, I do remember being younger, reading in magazines that he chose TNA because it was best for him and his family. The way the scheduling was and, and, and everything, the or the travel, uh, TNA was the place to be. And yes, he had been gone from TNA for some time, and he was kind of wrestling his own flex schedule on the independent level. Um, but to see him come out at the Royal Rumble... Uh, with his music, which was really good. You, sometimes it takes me a while to get to to really like and get into somebody's entrance music, but I was instantly hooked with everything, the presentation, uh, everything. It just worked, and he had a really good showing there. And obviously, it's been nothing but him climbing the mountain since then. You know, just I think he's the champ. I think his second time, second run as champ. Um, and he's had a lot of memorable moments too that uh, yeah. a lot of TNA originals don't get to have when they come over. Yeah. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm nice. with you on that. Yes. And also with you on his uh, on his theme song too. Uh, it hooked me instantly as well. Yeah, really good, really well done. Yep. All right, so my uh, this is my this is my last one, right? For this, yeah. Yes. Three, yep. Uh, man, now I'm a giant Mick Foley fan. And we've talked ad nauseum about the Hell in a Cell, yep. but that whole thing has got to be one giant OMG. Yeah. Uh, but there's a particular moment where I actually got goosebumps every time I watch it, and I've watched this match hundreds of times probably. Yep. Is uh, after he's fallen the first time, after he's thrown off the side of the cage, and they're rolling him up in a on a stretcher up the ramp, and then all of a sudden the camera turns back to him and he's standing up. 
and he's pushing people off of him to run back to the cage yeah. to climb up it. I get goosebumps in that moment almost every single time. Especially now that I know because he's about ready to take another even worse fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Especially when you and, watch and, it over and over and you know what's happening in each of those seconds. Yeah. Uh, but in in that moment, I mean, he he's like you can't talk about WWE and not mention no. uh, not mention McFoley because of this. Yeah. So that's my number one, uh, my all-time favorite guy. I mean – uh, obviously, this match probably did a real number. I mean, not probably it did. Literally knocked him unconscious for one. Uh, knocked his daggum tooth through his nose. Uh, but yeah, man, I. It's it's got to be this. There's small moments in this match, like him him getting off the stretcher, to uh, Terry Funk uh, buying him time. Yep. And getting uh, choke slammed literally out of his shoe. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's yeah, right. That I have, that I like. There's so many OMGs for me for this match. So that's my number one. My number one is fully off the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> it's not a joke yep. because when that happened, like there was this thing of is he, is this is he really going to try to throw him? Because a lot of times guys would fight on top of cells, and there would be those close moments or I'm going to throw you moments, and they get stopped and they fight their way back. Uh, but it was it was almost like you you saw it coming, and as you're watching it coming, when you watch this for the first time. Um, there's this moment of like, you know, when people get in car accidents or something bad really happens, it's almost like time slows down and you're just like, wait, no, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what happens when Taker just kind of nonchalantly pushes him straight over. You're just like, <gasps> and you hold your breath and this body just is in midair for like half a second and then straight down and crashing and then jr you know is uh, you know infamous line about by god he's oh, yeah. broken in half and one of the one of the one of the best calls in all of wrestling history. i would say in all yeah. of sports history any sport any yeah. kind of call ever that has to be up there in the top 10 easily because yes, just I'm the emotion the, the the wording of it everything that just comes with that and i remember just being like, like you said, just jumping out of your seat, but not in like cheering, but almost like, <gasps> like, holy crap, is he okay? Did this really just happen? You know what I mean? Like we couldn't believe it. It was intense, yeah. but yeah, that's for sure. 100%. That's mine. All right. All right, Matt. My last one would have to be the enti- pretty much the entire uh, WrestleMania 26 match between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Oh, yes. With, yes. There was streak, so many false streak finishes. Or the, whatever it was called. Streaker versus career. Career, that's what and, it was. Yeah. And uh, there were so many false finishes. Like, there was legit times where um, I thought Michaels had uh, Undertaker. I was like, you know, whoa. Um, and then there was definitely times where I was like, you know, Taker is putting away Sean. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. You know, I, I didn't – it was weird to – it was going to be weird to think of, a, of watching wrestling without – Shawn Michaels yeah and like it and it also would have been weird to see a world where Res, uh, Undertaker didn't have wasn't unbeaten at Wrestlemania right I didn't know how it was gonna be and uh I think there was Taker hit one tomb uh one tombstone towards the very end Michaels kicked out uh he started to pick him up and I think Michaels slapped him in the face or something like that and did the uh the throat thing or the, the throat cut thing. And then I think Taker hit him with one more and that was it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a lot of jump up moments there. I, yeah. 
that that match. match also proves like when you can tell a good story the way those two guys told the entire match you can have a match that has that many close calls you know what i'm saying because sometimes you get those 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 close calls and those almost three counts uh and it's uh, there's a bunch of them throughout the match and after a while you're just kind of like meh you know whatever you don't really get as invested whereas in that one every single time you're like (gasps) like you you weren't sure you know what i mean and i I think it's on the line exactly it was was partially yeah it was is the stakes it was how historic those characters were yep and how much Sean's career meant to him and how much streaker uh Taker's streak meant to him. Streaker. Yeah. Streaker. But we can't be we can't be too mad <laughs> or look at a, look at the loss we have now because we still get great matches like their matches at Crown Jewel. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, count us out. What? No. Oh, All right. God. I'm gonna give I'll give uh, my three <laughs> my three honorable mentions real quick. All right. Uh, one of them was Foley actually winning this championship. Oh yeah, uh, you got that where he's carried around. I think DX is carrying around yep. on their on their shoulders because yeah. Stone Cold comes out and, and hits the rock with a chair. Yep. Uh, I remember when Stone Cold came out. I was one of those people who was watching WCW when Tony Schiavone uh, fam- famously says the line that'll put butts in the seats because they gave away the the ending of of Raw. Mick Foley, and I did switch it over. Yeah, he's like yeah. one time wrestled here is Cactus Jack. Can you believe it? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, by the way, uh, this is a little inside baseball here. Uh, Tony Schiavone was fed that line. He didn't want to ever say it. Oh, I know. I heard that uh, one. Yeah, and he had to. And he, uh, he said Foley was very hurt by it for a long time. Uh, but it's okay because Foley got the last laugh. Exactly. Uh, that's literally, they never, Raw never looked back after that. Uh, they would continue to win the ratings and ultimately win the whole uh, Monday Night War. But yeah, Foley, my favorite wrestler of all time, finally, finally winning that championship. Sure, he didn't get to keep it very long, uh, but man, I, that moment will always stick in my head, and I'm so glad that I switched over to see it. Uh, then my other one would be the Shawn Michaels Ric Flair retirement match at one of the WrestleManias. Oh. Uh, I love that match. I go back. I think it's 2008 when I believe somewhere around in there. Uh, I love that match. I can watch it hundreds of times. It's got so much emotion in it. Especially right before Shawn Michaels super kicks Ric Flair one last time, he looks at him and, and you can see him say that I, I love you, Rick, and then just kicks his head off. Freaking <laughs> loved it. Freaking loved it. And then my last one would be uh, I'm going to go WCW for this one uh, when Goldberg beat Hogan for the WCW Championship on a Monday Nitro uh, in Georgia. That's right. Yeah. You, no one expected that. Yeah, uh, I I was a giant Goldberg nerd at the time. So for uh, for teenage Johnny, that was a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I had I had to include it in my honorable mentions. Nice. What about you, Chris? My honorable mentions. Uh, one of them's on a sadder note. Um, was when I heard about Benoit, the Benoit tragedy. Uh, yeah. I remember just being like, "Oh my god!" It was that that kind of "Oh my god," not the other way around. Um, but yeah, dude, I remember when that happened. It was quite an impact and just almost a shock. You know what I mean? Like it was like, "Holy cow!" Uh, so that was one of them. The other one, basically. Every Johnny Gargano and Ciampa match this year, uh, yeah, for me yeah. has been oh my god. There were so many spots in all of those, so many crazy creative things that those guys did and put a lot on the line. Uh, and yeah, so for me, an honorable mention was the, the entire Gargano Ciampa feud uh, this year so far. And last, uh, you guys remember WrestleMania X seven seventeen with yes. uh, Christian spearing Jeff Hardy. While he's dangling from the, edge. the or I'm uh, edge yes. spearing him while he's hanging from yeah. the belt. Oh my yeah. god, yes. dude! Yes. that was ridiculous. 
Oh yeah. I remember seeing that going, holy cow, there's no way. No way. He's still way. looking at it. Yeah, like even as a wrestler, I'm like, my God, I would not want to do that. No, that yeah. is crazy. <laughs> you know, that's a no lot of normal yeah, yeah, no normal human being would want to nah, do that. Jet, at all. And Edge is coming off of a the the ladder. I mean it yes. was just it was insane. Oh, so good. Yeah, Those so that are... was that was one of my honorable mentions. All right. All right, all right Matt. My last ones, um, one would actually have to be Zack Ryder winning the U.S. title for the first time. I was very uh, – I'm a huge Zack Ryder fan, uh, Mark, whatever you want to call it. And to see him and that he was getting really good matches, you could just tell that like six-month buildup to him, he was just getting super, more and more over. He had his YouTube show and you know everything else just worked. And then he had an amazing match with Dolph Ziggler. And capped it off and got a huge pop. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunately that, that was very short-lived. They took the title off him not too long after that. But um, I think the moment was really cool. I was really pumped to see that. Uh, the next one was the pretty much the summer of punk 2011. Oh, um, everything yeah. starting with the John Cena promo to, uh, to that, uh, that contract signing with Triple H and Vince McMahon. Um, there, there was a lot of instances, like I, I still rewatch it to this day and I still enjoy everything about it so much. Um, but it was a lot of, it was just like shock TV. It was just, yeah, just nonstop, just great stuff. Um, and my number one or my other, my other one, probably, probably have to say when Scott Steiner turned on Rick and joined the NWO, oh. that was, I think that was pretty shocking. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, nobody's seen that coming. Yeah, no. you just put him in the recliner, and uh, after that, I think he cut his hair, right? He, he yeah, dyed yep. the what little of it was bleach blonde. And, <laughs> yeah, and started and his went, whole big and, pop of pump shtick, and went and bought a Shoney's and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the the Scott Steiner workout DVD? No, no, but I have to. I'm gonna send you a link. There's a YouTube video. Please do. I want to buy Please it. Please do. He's, it's just him. It's him like doing like tricep dips with like with like skanky women just sitting on it. Stop, and stuff. dude. Send it's, the link. You got. I'm gonna send it to the group chat. Uh, but the DVD is like fifteen dollars. I want it so we bad. We gotta get that. We gotta get that. <laughs> There's actually like nothing. It's just you don't learn anything watching it. <laughs> but it's just like him showing off like he's riding he, i think he start, it starts out with him like riding a motorcycle oh my god in, like slow motion of course it does oh Hold dude on. send I'm it you gotta it right send now. this oh, oh man, man. That's uh so there you have it guys those are our oh my god moments and uh spots on the wwe or even wrestling history overall uh is there anything else you guys had anything you guys want to promote before we uh we head out of here uh, yeah. yeah, I got a couple things real quick. Um, I know a lot of people know of Xavier Woods' video game channel, Up, Up, Down, Down. Uh, but he's been putting up some really fun stuff here lately. Uh, recently, he posted uh, a video uh, where Edge and Christian took each other on on uh, an NHL 95 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, and it's really entertaining and very fun, especially if you like Edge and Christian. I really recommend it. Nice. Uh, and uh, also, speaking of Zack Ryder, Matt, he and Kurt Hawkins have an ongoing series now on the WWE YouTube channel where they're going to different, because they're both giant uh, 
wrestling figure collectors. Yes. So they're they're going to different stores around the country and they're going in and looking for different types of toys and stuff. I did see so the one where um I think it was in Kurt Hawkins' part of town. Yeah, um, and they bought it was like a Sting vibrating figure. I think it was the first. Yes, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was the it was the first uh, Crow Sting figure yes. ever made, and all it did was vibrated. And yep. <laughs> he just pressed the button on the side, and it was funny yeah. because I do remember having. I had a Kevin Nash in in uh, Giant one. I got that for my birthday, and all they they didn't pose or anything. They just were one dimensional action figures that vibrated, and I still don't yes. know why. <laughs> Yes, uh, but for me, because I'm I love uh, toys in general, and I love the history of toys too. So I kind of get both with this with this little mini show on the YouTube channel because they discuss, and it's not just wrestling figures. I mean, obviously it's the main focus, uh, but all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, he was buying Toy Story figures at one point, so it's really very interesting. If you like any of that kind of stuff, I really recommend it. Both those guys are very entertaining. They got a good uh, back and forth with each other too. You can tell they uh, they actually talk to each other in real life, so it's very good. And also back on Up, Up, Down, Down, speaking of AJ Styles, he's got a retro styles thing that he does on there where he goes through the old school video game sh- uh, uh, stores and, and uh, we'll look through there and, all, and he always buys something and he talks about old school video games. Oh, so, cool. Uh, I recommend all that stuff. There is, even if you're not up uh, and very too thrilled with the current WWE on-air product, they got a lot of fun stuff on their YouTube channel and Up, Up, Down, Down as well. So Nice. Matt, anything? No, I think that's uh, I think it was a solid show. I think we're good. Oh, man, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We're out of here. Count us out. One, two, three.